Hello, hello. This is Chris Jansen. This is the End Evil Podcast. Evil is the destruction of freedom. God, my background's not looking so great today, but um, it is what it is. I decided to come on live just for a little bit to talk to you folks today because uh, I got some stuff on my mind and I have a video to show for you today that's about 20 minutes and I like to run the End Evil Podcast for about an hour. The End Evil podcast is based on the book, The End of All Evil, by Jeremy Locke. If you haven't yet read this book, I highly recommend checking out The End of All Evil by Jeremy Locke. You can download it for free online if you just take a quick look around. It's like really expensive to buy, but it's easy to find and it's easy to get the PDF. Just type in The End of All Evil by Jeremy Locke and it'll come right up. You can also find more information about that book on my website, andevil.life. So what I was going to talk a little bit about is the efforts to become a freedom activist and the difficulty that we face in this world at this time, and that this time that we're in is an extremely difficult time to be living in, but it's an important time, and there's some very important work that is to be done. And I want to encourage all of you to be doing this work in the world. And, and what I mean by this work, I'm talking about the one great work, which is essentially, for most of us, the inner work of becoming a better person, of becoming a person that cares about important principles, such as the understanding of natural law. When I first was exposed to natural law, was when I was listening to the podcast, What on Earth is Happening, by Mark Passio. At that particular time in my life, I had a government job, of all things. I was working as a maintenance man at the Superior Court, where I live in California. I thought it was a great job to have because it was secure. It was solid. And I think many people are looking for security and a solid life. And, and they want to take care of their family and their children. And they see that as being the most important thing. And what I want to talk a little bit about is what really is the most important thing in our lives and at this time in history. And that is something that is bigger than just ourselves. And that is, behind me you see a picture of the tree of life. And the reason I use the tree of life symbol for the End Evil podcast is because it, it symbolizes to me the interconnectedness of all life in this reality. Some of my greatest experiences in life have been spending time in nature. Nature is what I tend to call the living Bible. I grew up personally in Christianity. And in my experience, Christianity as well as other religions, they tend to tell a lot of stories. And in those stories, people get fooled. And they go down all kinds of paths of thinking and they form all kinds of ideas in their heads, constructs, and what we have is belief systems. And part of the problem with belief systems is they lead people astray down many, uh, almost like uh, pairs of glasses, you can imagine, looking at reality through glasses that have different colored lens or opaqueness. But when we really look at what reality actually is, 
is, is this experience of experiencing morality. What are we as humans? You know, we have this boundary of our own skin. We have this life where we interact with other individuals. We have this opportunity with each moment to take actions and to engage in this reality, to affect things in the real world. And that is an amazing opportunity, and it is of incredible value. It's easy in this lifetime because of the what we're surrounded by with all this technology, with all these screens, with all these other people doing things to minimize our value and to minimize what we are as human beings. But what I want to do today is encourage you to maximize your life, to maximize your experience, and to make the most of this time you have right now, right now, right now. That's the only thing that's real. Things from the past are things that are not real anymore. Things from the future that haven't happened yet aren't real yet. But right now, in this moment, this is reality. And to me, that is the essence of what God is. I tend to not use the word God because people get it all confused with what religions tout. And they, they get it all confused with all these stories. And these are things that none of us can be completely sure of. As much as you can study stories from the past and look at different books, none of it is 100% and can be confirmed. But what we do know with all certainty, is that the moment we're in right now, this reality that we're experiencing is divine. It is real. And there's opportunity in this moment. So I want to encourage you to seize the day. And one way I'm going about doing that in my life is reaching out to other people. Well, I've done this End Evil podcast for quite some time now. And it's all been done from my heart, from my care of principles, from my care of natural law from me realizing that there's major problems in the world, that evil is a predominant force, that evil has taken over our whole world, and that there's so much evil going on that people get it confused even with good, and it's hard for them to see the difference. But those of us that have spent a lot of time thinking about philosophy and thinking about what really matters, we begin to realize that what we think and the way we act does matter, and it does affect reality. I've often described, you know, if you stand by a lake and you throw a rock, and when that rock hits the water, it creates ripples that spread out. Well, everything you say and everything that you do in this life is like that rock hitting that water, and it affects everything around us. Hence, the tree of life behind me, where the roots and the branches and the leaves and the ground around it are all important aspects of the nature of reality that I call the divine all. And we have a job to do while we're here in this life. And it's not just to experience. We also have the ability to respond to things. And that is our responsibility to take, to take life and to use it to its fullest. So some of the ways we can do that are by looking at things with things that are difficult with an open mind and to re-look at things that we've already thought we knew everything about and to keep reconsidering things. And so this really comes into play 
in our connection to other human beings and how we respect other human beings and how we deal with other human beings. We only have so many opportunities with each being we meet to make things right and to, and to deal with the reality of the situation. Now, all of us have had difficult relationships and difficult situations we've dealt with in our life, and each of these um, leave a lasting impression. We can either be traumatized by difficult relationships, or we can learn from them and go into future relationships and be able to behave better. So this is really the work that we each have to do, is to analyze ourselves and the actions and the deeds we do, and to think about how they affect others. Now, if we steal from people, we're obviously doing wrong. If we take things that aren't ours, we're obviously doing wrong. We can see this on a personal level, and we can see this in the way we see other people deal with people that we love. Now, it comes, there comes time where we have to draw boundaries, and when people are um, aggressive and rude, sometimes we have to stop talking to them or give ourselves some space and distance from those people. Now, we know that the people in the world that are running things right now are often what we would describe as psychopathic. We know this because there's plenty of evidence of slavery in the world, of people stealing. This happens in the form of taxes. This happens in the form of people being thrown in jail for not paying their taxes. This happens in the form of people being thrown in jail for growing a plant or this happens in the form of people's freedom being taken away in this in the um, censorship, like we see on social media platforms. Um, this also happens in, you know, like normal stealing. But that's like the smallest extent is, you know, like someone stole your purse or something like, obviously, that's wrong. We know that's wrong. But when it's done on a mass scale and repeated over and over and supported by the masses of all people, what we see as government is one of the, east, the worst evils in the world because it can do its mass stealing on such a large extent that it can steal from hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people at once and then use that stolen money to go kill, maim, destroy, and support the slavery of hundreds of thousands of other people. So learning to start differentiating between good and evil is the process that we all go through. Now, when I first came to these realizations about evil and how embedded they are in our society and even in the religions that I thought were good growing up, um, I began to realize that I had to rethink everything in my life. And this was a very uh, difficult process. And I know many people are going through a similar process now, especially since COVID, where many people have began to pull back the curtain of reality and see how much of their reality has been formed by evildoers and how much corruption there is in the levels of government and in the levels of religion and even in the levels of school, which has become basically indoctrination camps to teach people to abide by the rule of authority rather than the inherent nature-based divine rule of freedom, which we are all given as we are born into this skin and we have the ability to move our body around and to think with our minds. Truth and reality can be discovered without papers, without pencils, and without laws. It can be discovered in each of us. And this 
divine right is given to us by the creation itself, what I am calling the divine all. So to go, to get more to reality and day-to-day business, many of you, I think, that are listening or might be listening in the future have come to realize these basic concepts. And you are now searching for, what do I actually do in my life? You know, I can't just stop doing everything. I, how am I going to be able to feed my family? How am I going to be able to feed myself? How am I going to be able to keep a roof over my head? Well, there's no one simple solution. There's a step by step process that we can each go through to stop being part of the evil process. As I said, when I began to listen to Mark Passio's podcasts on what on earth is happening, I was also listening to people like Michael Tessarian and David Icke and James Corbett and many other, um, Larkin Rose, many other um, speakers about truth and freedom, anarchy. And as I was first discovering all these things, I was actually working for the government and I was getting paid, even though I was a maintenance man, which you might not think is the most terrible thing. I knew that the money I was getting was stolen from other people like myself who had been working hard, just trying to earn their living, just trying to do what they needed to do to get through the next day. But this mass stealing was providing this paycheck. And I realized I couldn't keep living doing that. And it was hurting my conscience. So I managed to be in a position where I was able to quit that job. And this was one of the first times when I've ever quit a job without having another one lined up. And luckily for me at the time, I had some support from a family member who was um, giving me a little time. And, um, and I was able to do that. And it was pretty awesome. And that just goes to show that interconnectedness is extremely important. Having community, having loved ones and other people around us to support us in times of need is crucial. So often we get into disagreements, even about philosophy or or um, what should happen in the world in the coming years or in the coming months. And we find ourselves at odds with our fellow human beings. I will encourage you to remember that you need your fellow human beings in order to make the changes that need to be made so you can reach the desired outcome. So for me to separate more and more from government, I did need some help from friends and family, and, and I did need some support from other people. I, I joined um, a few years later after creating my first podcast and leaving that job, and I've been seeking ever since to do work that's outside of the system of government and taxes. And I haven't been able to 100% do that all these years. But um, the more I've worked on it, the closer I've come. And in the recent year, I'm almost completely um, able to get my income without having to go through the normal um, ways where you get your taxes taken right out of your check, because that's the way I was trapped for many years. And this is a form of slavery, where you're forced to pay these taxes, and you don't get to decide where that money goes. You don't get to say, like I've wanted to many times, I don't want my money going towards bombing people in other countries. I don't want my money going towards enslaving people for having cannabis or enslaving people for um, some silly law that I don't agree with. I don't want my money to go towards these crooked politicians. And yet they still take your money. And if you don't pay them, they threaten to come get you. So obviously we want to separate from these systems and this is going to take time and willpower and energy. 
But this isn't the only thing you can do to make a difference in the world. There are many things we can do. And I think the number one thing, the more I've thought about it and the time I've been um, making these realizations, since about 2011, 2012 is when I had my major realizations, I've come to realize that the most powerful thing we can do in this time right now is to educate other people. And other people, um, they don't just want to listen to what you have to say if they don't trust you. And they don't care what you have to say if they don't look up to you and they don't see you as somebody worth listening to. People are so indoctrinated by authority that it's hard for them to listen to anybody if they don't have some sort of important name or title or star on their hat or um, degree. So I want to encourage you to work on your skills in dealing with human beings, dealing with yourself and your own trauma. And some of the ways we can do that are actually in the physical world. And some, I want to give you a couple tips that I've discovered in my own self. I mean, I'm, I'm far from perfect. I have plenty of problems that I'm still working on. I don't claim to be an authority. I don't claim to be someone that, that, that should tell you exactly how to live your life. But what I can do is give you some advice. And I can give you my life experience and the things I've thought about and come to realize. And one thing I've realized is that we're all traumatized. We're all damaged by these systems of indoctrination that we've grown up in. For me, I was a lot of damage was done in school. Um, being treated as if I don't have an opinion that matters. Being treated as if I'm just another student. As if I'm not um, amazing, valuable, divine being. And oftentimes the teachers that were telling me what to do or kicking me out of the classroom for asking the wrong question were not recognizing the value that I had to offer, which is a wonderful mind for philosophy, which is a wonderful mind and spirit for teamwork and working with groups. And now later in life, I'm realizing some of these talents I have that were almost extinguished in school that just wanted to teach me to be a worker. So that trauma led, you know, it, it has come up many times in my life and affected my actions and deeds throughout these years. And I'm still working through the trauma of growing up in these authoritarian systems that tried to smash my spirit. Uh, luckily for me, I never allowed my spirit to be smashed. And I always kept this childlike part of myself that wants to be free. And now as I've come more into my own, like I said, I'm starting to realize some of my talents and abilities. And I, now I can share them with you. And so I've had some really good um, recent wins and accomplishments in meeting other people in the freedom community and finding ways to start doing work for other people that have similar principles and that care about some of the same things I care about. And so it is possible to start to make these changes in your life incrementally. But what you're going to have is times when you have, um, you know, like I've had some emotional issues where times when my emotions take hold of me and I haven't um, spoken with people the way I would have liked to. My own children, uh, my own ex-wife, oftentimes I was too pushy with the things I was trying to teach. I wanted them to understand natural law. I wanted them to understand the importance of freedom. I wanted them to understand that all government is slavery. I wanted people to understand that religions are a way of binding people to 
storytelling. And so oftentimes I would get frustrated in conversations and I would try to tell people these things. And instead they would resist and close up and look at me like someone who um, was preaching at them and trying to come at them like I knew better than they did. And, and they would think, you know, who are you to tell me? And so I caused a lot of problems by myself by having these emotional outbursts. And so one thing I've learned is that by getting myself in a better physical shape and mental shape, that I have less of those type of problems. One of the big turning points for me was when I began adding exercise into my daily life. This helped in many ways. It helped me build willpower. It helped me build strength. And it helped me build my confidence in myself. I started simply with doing a few push-ups every morning. I was reading some books that told you, told me that if you do the same action every day for 30 days, it becomes a, a habit. And once you ingrate a habit, it's almost hard to stop. So I just started doing a few push-ups every morning. And then that led to other exercises. And then I discovered Wim Hof, the Iceman. And I always talk about Wim Hof because at that time when I discovered him, I was having a lot of health problems. And I was having to use an inhaler regularly, and I was dealing with so much breathing problems that it was hard for me to sleep often. And I was having anxiety. And when you're feeling anxiety and you're having health problems, it's really hard to be emotionally balanced and to speak with people calmly and to not get frustrated. So for many of us, this whole game is getting ourselves in a place where we're in alignment with our own self and our body's in good enough shape and our mind's in good enough shape that we can be a good person to others around us. So I want to encourage you to work on some exercise, some breathing techniques. You don't have to necessarily do Wim Hof, but I recommend Wim Hof app is a great way to start. I do it every morning. Cold exposure has given me also the ability to um, have more endurance, to um, use my willpower. And then another thing I've found that works really well is networking with other people that share your point of view. And so what I did a few years ago when I first started creating my presentations for the End Evil podcast was I went on Facebook of all places. I don't even like Facebook, but um, I started posting my videos there. And I, and I said, I made a video of myself. I just put it out there and I said, I'm looking for other people that want to form a group, that want to work towards natural law and freedom. And now we have this awesome group, the Natural Freedom Alliance, and we've created a funnel conference and the second funnel conference. And we've met many individuals all over this country and even all over the world who are also freedom-minded individuals and who also care about principles. And now that I have these other friends, we're, we're creating groups and we're coming up with plans. And each week and each month that go by, I feel a little closer to reaching more people. And so you can do this too. If we educate people, if we care about people enough to explain to them the difference between right and wrong, then they can begin to understand because they see that we're coming from a point of view of caring and not from a point of view of just telling them the way that they're wrong. And we can spend hours and hours looking at all the evil things in the world and all the problems with the um, existing power structure in place. And it doesn't get us anywhere until we understand morality, until we're 
all able to understand the importance of being able to defend ourselves and secure the right of the individual. And then beyond that, to understand the interconnectedness of all people and all life, and that includes animals and plants and all of nature, and making our decisions in such a way that it supports what's best for us and others and nature. And sometimes that means making some sacrifice. For me, uh, making this podcast has cost hours and hours of my time that I could have been spending making money. And so I'm not as wealthy as I would like to be. But it's more important to me that I continue trying to get the word out. And you know what is amazing? Many of you have gone through frustration and anxiety. And when you come to realize these problems in the world, they seem so overwhelming. How can we ever do anything about such an overwhelming problem when evil is so um, wrapped up in, in every type of in every type of society from Hollywood, like I said, to the schools, to movies we watch. And um, how can we do anything about it? It can be overwhelming. It can make you feel frustrated. Well, I'll tell you what really helps. When you become part of making the difference, when you start putting your voice and your face and your name in the public and speaking to people straight on and saying, here's what we need to do and here's what I've done, it really does start making you feel somewhat better. You know, it, I'm never going to feel completely okay while I know that there's still human trafficking going on and children being treated in the worst ways you can imagine by the evildoers that are in power. But I know that in some small way, these podcasts I'm making and these things I write will make a little difference because I've met other people that have been inspired and affected by my words and my shows. And they've contacted me and said as much. And I really appreciate everyone who takes the time to um, write to me or to make a little donation to my website because it makes a world of difference and it fires me up to get out and speak some more. So I'm going to take just a minute here and I want to show you guys um, some, some of my, um, some recent things I've done. Um, I have a, let's see, can I get at? my screen share maybe not yes it's been a minute since i've done a screen share on on my technology here oh, here it is here's what i wanted to show you i recently put this together this is my link tree and my link tree has um, all the links of the important things that i would like people to look at and this here, the first one, I'm finally really putting some work into how to make this happen. I, I struggled with it for quite some time. I wanted to have a regular newsletter to send to people. And I'm finally employing a way to get that going on a, you know, not necessarily daily basis, but I'm going to be sending out emails um, at least once a week, but probably multiple times a week. And um, so what I'd like you to do is to go on to the One Great Work Warrior, which is chrisjansen.com, it's my name, and, and enter your email address and your first name. And you're going to start receiving emails from me. And basically what I'm doing is making little videos and trying to inspire people on a day-to-day -day basis to do the little daily things I'm describing. Take care of your own body mentally, physically, and spiritually. And then beyond that, we can network with each other and form groups and teams 
and form resiliency for the problems that are surely coming in this world because we we all know that the masses are still engaged in evil behavior. And the law of freedom teaches that if we put evil in, then we're going to get out a lot of um, a lot of terrible times ahead. Let me put it that way. We're not going to get a good, happy, harmonious situation when the masses of the world of humans are still engaged in evil activities. So those of us that are awake and aware, we need to work together and we need to prepare for what's coming. And so this is one way you can join my group of people, of warriors that are working towards creating the difference in the world. One person at a time and one mind at a time, however long that takes. Okay, so let's go back to the link tree. Um, I got a Discord channel on there. You know, I'd love to see more people in there sharing their work and sharing their thoughts on other people's work. Here's my website and evil podcast website. I'm sorely behind on uploading um, podcasts to there, but I promise I'm going to continue working on that. Um, if you click this, you can give a small donation to End Evil. Right now, I'm working towards getting a GoPro camera that I can take outdoors and show you some of the um, amazing places I go and some of the things I'm working working with with local people to create a difference in my own um, area. This is the Odyssey stream. Hopefully, I'm streaming there right now. Um, if it's working correctly, it was last week. One Great Work Network. We're streaming the One Great Work Network. Thank you so much today to Will Keller for being my producer and making that connection happen. Facebook shut me down today. They don't want to play my restream for some reason because they're um, lame, um, retarded. I don't know what's wrong with these um, platforms. They're going to lose everybody if they keep doing this. Um, I'm on YouTube. I'm on Twitter. If that does any good, I'm not sure. Um, Twitch is actually a great place to watch this show. It seems to work consistently. Every Thursday, I'm doing this show, 6 p.m. Eastern. That's 8 p.m. Central and 9 p.m. Um, Eastern. Um, this here, the Natural Freedom Alliance presents is, I'm going to show you that real quick. That is the freedomundernaturallaw.com. That's where we showcase our work. And this all came from, like I said, just a few people getting together. We started out as a simple support group, and we created a conference. Here's the Funnel 2 Day 1 replay and the Funnel 2 Day 2 replay. You can click on those and watch all these awesome presentations of all these people you see here below. You can click any one of these cards to see that particular person's presentation. All wonderful people that I've gotten to know and that I think of as family and friends because they are out there doing the great work each in their own way. And so this is a way to network and join and get together with um, other like-minded individuals. So you can check that out. Um, I wanted to show you this. I've been, I've been getting to know um, Dr. Andrew Kaufman over the past year, and he is a powerful individual. He also understands natural law. And he's been putting a lot of hard work into teaching people how to heal their own body outside of the traditional allopathic medical system. And he's also breaking down all the BS around the coronavirus and viruses themselves, for instance. And I really reverberate with Andy's teachings. 
And Dr. Andy will um, actually, if you join, if you sign up for the Alchemical Detox course, you get his amazing modules. And you can watch um, all his life's work he basically put into these teachings. And you, you get free webinars and you get to be part of a telegram, telegram group well, where he'll actually answer you personally. And as you're studying along in the detox course, help you on your journey. So if you're having health problems or some physical malady, I highly recommend checking out the True Medicine University. If you go through um, my link here, um, that helps me out too. That Then I'll get a little don donation for bringing you his way. And that is the same goes true with autonomy, which um, I'm, an, I'm a graduate of autonomy. And I learned to do some of the work that I do for Andrew Kaufman and for autonomy through this amazing course put together by Richard Grove and um, Josh, Joshua. They do a, a wonderful job of teaching you. You get courses, an unbelievable amount of information. And um, this will help you on your entrepreneurial path to help you separate from the bullshit government and the bullshit jobs that are stealing your money and stealing your time. And you can learn to be a high producing individual with these type of resources. And again, I would encourage you to go through my website or through my um, my link because that gives me a little um, affiliate help um, and they appreciate knowing that I'm bringing them business. And, um, you know, if each of us in our own right are putting our time and energy into this great work, um, there's no reason why we can't find a way to get paid for it. You know, I don't, um, I don't think these bills we're using are a good thing because this whole money system is basically owned by evildoers. But that being said, it's what we have right now. Um, a lot of people are teaching ways um, of how to go over to Bitcoin and to dis um, to different types of currency. And I would encourage you to study up on those things. But for the time being, we got to take whatever little steps we can in our life and whatever is accessible to you and the things that you understand. Start there. You know, just don't sit on your hands because it seems overwhelming. There are things we can do day to day. I just showed you a bunch of links, things you could do. Um, donate to podcasters that are putting out good work. Um, take some time to go in the chat and share your own thoughts and opinions on things that are positive and constructive. Take some time to write to someone who's inspired you and tell them, thank you for inspiring me. That gives them the power to keep going forward. You know, I, like I said, I'm working every day and every week to bring more good things to people. And so the little tiniest donation goes a long way but i'd much rather see people even over donating get involved yourself start helping educate other people in your um in your realm and whoever you can reach on your social platforms on your youtube page whatever you have speak out whenever possible um people in your neighborhood help them with things help them you know you see um an elderly person Carrying something heavy, help them carry it. You know, be a good person. Show positive deeds in the world. Then people begin to trust you a little. And then when they hear you speaking, they're more likely to listen to what you have to say. So that's my little, um, little long, drawn-out speech I gave today. And then 
Now what I'm going to do is go over to um, a pre-recorded show that a good friend of mine, I, I recently had an opportunity to meet up with Derek, who is also um, another content creator. And he's been putting out some great work. And um, Derek happened to be in the Bay Area as I was heading down that way. And we've connected on social media. And we've connected on some online discussions. And we got to meet in person. And it was awesome. Again, like, you know, um, whenever you meet up with people online and you network with people and then you actually meet them in real life, it's like, wow. You know, there are other people out there in the world that are trying to make a difference and that care about principles and that care about first principles. And when you meet these people and we, um, you know, give them a hug and share each other's work, there's this wonderful thing that goes along together. Um, today I had a little great discussion with James Cordner and he's restreaming my show tonight on his channels. You know, that's the type of thing we do for one another. We encourage one another. We help one another out in our great work process. And when we do that, we help build this school for the future. So future generations don't have to live through the slavery that we're living through. They'll have our work to look at, to build upon, just like I built upon the work of Mark Passio. And he built the work, his work on people like David Icke and his influencers. And so, um, you know, I hope you're encouraged and inspired and I, I know you're going to love this video um, by Derek. I'm going to cut out. Oh, Say we? I already spoiled the surprise. Well, <laughs> it ain't gonna last long, anyways. Uh, I'm with a uh, good new friend that I made recently, Chris Jensen. He's got his uh, website, YouTube channel, all that stuff, nevil.org or .com. I forget. Nevil now. Shit. But uh, yeah, finally meeting up with some uh, super conscious cats, having some great conversations, just walking on the beach. And some things out, and uh, yeah, um, we were looking to just bring forth ideas and inspiration on like innovation and things of that nature, and keeping the laws of nature fully hermetically sealed in these approaches to life. You gotta love that shit, yo, don't you? Hey Chris, I found you, man. How you doing, brother? It's amazing. 
do a little um, philosophy at the sea. Yeah, man. This guy, man. We <laughs> so many great ideas. I <laughs> so, a couple of days ago, been bringing us up this whole like renaissance man where's the the Nikola Teslas where's the Da Vinci's where's the even like the Sherlock fucking Holmes you know shit's got to be investigated even more these days and uh yeah man I was thinking a lot about what really inspires us and part of like being here and being outdoors and finding the things that help us really grow and express that part of ourselves that can get in touch with our intuitive self and our deep being and connecting with that divine part of ourselves is really getting away, finding ourselves to focus on this and real people and doing things in person with our own body and our own engaging our whole self and that requires uh, persistent effort these days because there's always a pull to be on the screens and you know just caught up in the day to day so many ways with work, job, career stresses, but um, it really takes like a physical effort to be in the places and to focus on the type of things that give us that creative urge and that connection to what's real. Yeah, just being more connected with yourself in a sense. And I love what you were saying before, just, and yeah, like <clears throat> we all make videos and this and that. Sometimes it can be depressing if we're not feeling like we're reaching out to as many folks as we were dreaming about. Oh, yeah. Not like we need million-dollar views. <laughs> it's just, you know, pulling away from that a little bit and just working on your, creating your proper content within yourself, more or less, and just like, yeah, finding the time to, you know, help yourself more, because, yeah, Chris has said it so well, like, you know, like, we can't necessarily, like, help people all the time, you know, the whole, you know, going to Leading a, a horse to water, but you can't make him drink it, that kind of stuff. And like what you said was, you know, rings so true and beautiful. Like how you're able to help yourself so much to the point where it's just like rippling out, and like everyone's like a co-benefactor of that, co-beneficiary. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> either way, I think that works. Yeah, I think um, I really like the analogy of you, you. You could teach someone. You could give somebody a fish. But you'd be much better off teach them how to fish. And we both want to learn how to fish, right? We're not yeah, that good. I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, too. Yeah. And, you know, like, I don't want to try to be a... What's the, like, analogy of Jesus? He was supposed to be, like, a fisherman of men, right? Yeah. But, like, if you're really good at fishing, and you're out there pulling in fish, and someone else sees that, then they might want to learn from you, and they might be inspired to fish themselves. Yeah, sure. You so, know, they're vegan? <laughs> yeah, I'm going too far on this. No, I'm just kidding. No, I don't even like fish. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it brings up a great point, for sure. It's, it's a universal, yeah. like, moral uh, type of story. I guess yeah. I was trying to say is, like, like, I don't feel like I can wake people up. I don't think that's something I'm really trying to do. I'm trying to wake up myself and release this part of myself that has a lot to communicate, has a lot to offer. But it's not for the purpose of getting someone to realize something or waking somebody up yeah I would love that to happen but that's like yeah. it's own thing that happens like a plant that propagates seeds the seeds have to sprout themselves and the conditions have to be right and all the other things have to happen it's not like the plant's job to make the other plant grow it's just its job to grow 
the seed spread it, and then the wind spread it, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Now take it out of here. No, no. It's <laughs> fucking awesome, dude. Not, it's the mental landscaping garden over here, man. Yeah, 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 dude. Cultivating beautiful seeds of thought. <coughs> I love that shit. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, it's just. We can be a catalyst to someone to, like, you know, take that seed and run with it and have it grow in their mental garden, and maybe it'll crack that ceiling of. The crystallized, you know, ignorance or ego or whatever the hell. And yeah, like, it's funny you mentioned earlier today, like how it's you might have to take like an hour of having a conversation with someone you just met just to like, like maybe find a, a in way into like you know getting a truth seed up in there or something like that, right? Yeah, you take like a conscious approach, man. Right? Just just getting trust with people. You know, like if people consistently recognize that you're someone who is okay to be around, and actually you make them they leave feeling good after they hang out with you, and you do that over and over a while, finally you might be in the position where they could ask you, like, "Hey, what does your shirt mean? You know, what is that? Yeah, what is Lex Red? <laughs> you know, why do you have this shirt about anarchy? What, what do you mean by anarchy? Why, you, you know, why are you talking about that?" You know, then you have the opportunity to answer a question, and they're curious because they ask. You know, but if, but the mistake I used to always make was like I was trying to reach people, I was trying to tell them stuff, and then they just throw up all these resistances, and I forget yeah. I get resistances, and we get emotional. It turns into like a disagreement, and people lose friends, right? Well, that could have been an opportunity if we were just calmer and more patient, and we just like. We're working on ourselves and just being physically in the best shape, healthy in the best shape. Throwing out lyrics with rhymes that talk about truths and freedoms and that make people go like, why are you talking about that? Why are you making up a rap about that? Well, you know, then they're asking. Yeah. Because they want to know. They want to know why are you so vibrant, you know? Yeah. I think that's the way to go. Or I'm finding more effective use of my time and energy that way. But I have a lot more trouble... Honestly, watching videos and getting into more content too because I don't <laughs> want to be out here jumping in the ocean or climbing some rocks. You should have seen him uh, an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> Might get back in one. Yeah. Wim Hoffman. it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. And, uh, it rings a bell with uh, my friend of like talking about similar things and like just. We've all been there triggering people in real life or on the internet and stuff like that and it just turns into like a tirade of like projections and whatever in Discord. But uh, yeah, like you said, a, you know, a way of looking at it, you know, like in the masculine and feminine energy, it's like being in that yin energy, like attracting someone to like, you know, what you're about and making that you know, like more digestible or something like that or something that they're willing to... Inquire about a little bit more than your average, like, this, oh, that guy must, must probably like a uh, right winger or, or whatever conspiracy theorist, whatever kind of stereotype they got, right? So they, they'll see the anarchy shirt and be like, oh, oh, this guy, you know, or whatever. Like, <laughs> like oh, wait, dude, that, that guy's actually hella fucking cool, man. Like, I actually want to uh, know why he like anarchy at the same time it seems like a weird thing just and my worldview sees anarchy as something chaotic or whatever but uh this guy seems peaceful as fuck even more than me kind of thing you know so 
Yeah, yeah. draw them in. You know, and that's not the purpose. The purpose is for me to grow what I want to be and what I want to do, which yeah. is yeah. talk about yeah. things that are awesome, you know, <laughs> like freedom, oh, yeah. and to feel healthy and to feel vibrant and to be able to do things other people can't do because I have a network of friends that don't waste our time with use of paperwork and laws that don't mean anything anyway. Yeah. And we're more effective. We need to be able to show that we're more effective doing business, communication, and having groups. And if we're all on the same page of objective morality, then we should be better at those things. People should be like, damn, I want to have friends like those guys have where they can really trust each other and they don't have to, you know, go through all this extra insurance issues just to hang out and have a good time. Yeah, and like, you know, people want to do these breakaway societies and this and that. Like, what are the foundations? Like, what are the principles? Like, you know, what's the. Everyone's spiritual in their own right. It's not cool. Like, get down with your awakened state and keep going at it because, like, I was going to say, like, wow, the way you speak, you know, you seem pretty awake and aware of things. But you're like, I'm still waking up, you know, and you know, of course, it's a fucking process. You know, we're climbing mountains, and like you said earlier, it's like, Oh, you get over that one? No, there's the next one. Kind of thing. Yeah, 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 like process. you get to the top of one mountain, <laughs> that just means now you got to go down to go up the next one, <laughs> which means you got learning to do. And, you know, if I ever come across a sounding like, I know it all, then stop listening to me because I obviously don't know too if I'm acting like I know it all. I should be acting like, oh, I got a lot to learn because that's how we all need to be acting. That's the only state of mind that's going to help us get to the endless, endless next level that's out there to be, you know, yeah. it's not levels, like we shouldn't even think of it as levels, yeah, yeah. we just think of it as constant growth factors, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what would that be, CG, yeah, constant growth factors, you know, G is like to be, plants or, or animals, they don't ever stop striving to survive and thrive, yeah, they're, they're constantly just trying to get what they, you know, get what they can get to the next place, survive through the next day, you know? Yeah, it's like, so bring it to today's time with men, or just like people in general, uh, we become so complacent and lazy because like everything's fucking automated and done for us, you know? It's like we lost that uh, tenacity in a sense, or like, yeah, going back to medieval times, ancient times where, you know, they had to like spend half their days like preparing meals, shelter, and like the basic necessities for fucking survival. They didn't have time to sit back and watch any kind of Netflix or whatever, right? So, yeah, yeah part of the, like, think yeah. about monks, like, a lot of the discipline was doing the actual chores, was going and carrying the buckets of water, yeah, or yeah, stoking yeah. the fire. And in my experience, like, things like chopping wood or um, digging are very meditative. And they actually, that's when I get inspiration for walking in nature because. Um, that's when you are able to connect with the divine aspect of yourself yeah. because you're being like conscious and awake and aware because you're doing something and you're connecting the physical to the mental and it all lines up. Yeah, and uh, for men especially, it seems like pretty important for us to have that kind of, especially like outlet for emotions, anger, just like any kind of built up energy or blocked energy or you know, bottled up energy, something like that. Something that stuck, even just like exercising and that kind of some kind of fucking hobby where you're being something physical or having like strong 
moments of focus or you know concentration or whatever anything that gets you into that meditative mind state and is therapeutic and kind of helps soothe out any kind of tense whatever actually you want to do um uh, one round of Wim Hof breathing yeah sure because my hands are getting a little cold alright yeah it would actually help me out do it um it kind of would be best to sit down now Okay, a little more comfortable. Oh, location. Alright, yeah, yeah. Be right back. If I get stuck in a blizzard and I'm freezing cold with no transport, I will use my powers to heat my solar plexus and keep my hands warm. Don't be small-minded, you cowards. Embrace your powers, stand tall. You manifest anything using your mind and imagination. I'm damn sure. Positive intentions, key. No negativity or bad for. No, just change your diet and do some meditating and watch your life transform. Powers. All right. What's that? That was cool. Wait, hold on. Fuck. Happy to see me. Are you ready for all this view? Wow. <laughs> that reminded me of like a the, the DMT or Kundalini type of type of breathing techniques. You know, just like really super profound, uh, deep breaths at a nice steady pace, but. Um, yeah, just like to move a little bit. Yeah, oh yeah, up yeah. in the crown chakra, just yeah. like the solar plexus is like huge. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, I was telling um, Derek I do like four rounds of fifty breaths each morning. It takes about half an hour. And when I first started doing this, I could only hold my on the breath holds like for like maybe a minute and a half. And now I do regularly three minutes. I've done four minutes. I've even had closer to five minutes. Breath Held hold. your breath for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Seems impossible. Yeah, wow. It's, you know, like, the more you practice it, the more you can do it. And it, it gives me, I feel like, a lot of uh, health advantages overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you said you had, a, like, a, a, a breathing thing? Oh, yeah, when before, I first started like, doing it, I was using an yeah. inhaler because I would get all this phlegm and have to cough all the time. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought sure. it was allergies. No. Huh. I never really figured it out, but I did find that ever since I've been consistently doing the Wim Hof breathing, that problem's like gone. I don't even have that problem. Fuck yeah, dude. And we're going to live to around, you know, at least 150 years old. That's and like that. I think 150 is possible. Yeah, but... That's the way I'm going to program my mind, because I think a lot of it's how we program ourselves. Yeah. If people say, oh, you're going to die when you're 70, then <laughs> just start kind of saying that to yourself yeah yeah probably only got 20 more oh i'm getting old right and yeah. we say those things every day in our mind what if we say instead hey who knows how long i might live uh, you know the body's still feeling it's amazing yeah you know? regenerative for and all yeah. that stuff is yeah give it a man. chance it, yeah it probably do better than you think i was lowballing it man because even for a couple of years uh i was telling people like you know i plan to live to about 114 years old you know, just because yeah. I feel just that life force energy within me. I feel like such a youthful spirit that's going to carry on for a long time and break these fucking age stereotypes and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, age ain't nothing but a number yeah. until you start feeling it when your health declines and all that shit, you know. So, yeah, a breath technique is something so. It could be part of your daily habitual ritual. It's not the most spiritual, but holy shit. That'll wake you up more than some coffee. Yeah. You know, and you can't earn any time just to be conscious of breathing. Yeah. Think about think about it. And that's just a good meditative habit that will carry you through stress in your day. But yeah. I do feel like the breath holds, um, it helps me learn to calm myself down. Yeah. And at times of stress, 
if I just hold my breath for a little bit, it kind of reminds my body, like, oh, yeah, we can stay calm. We don't need to be, like, you know, beating our heart real fast right now. And, and yeah. it kind of reminds your body, like, great, grounded. So, I recommend, man, good, anytime practice, just be conscious of your breathing. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Wise words. I'm a wise man. We'll be back after these messages. All right, cool. <laughs> Very nice. All right. That's not a GoPro. What is it? That's not a GoPro. No. It's a low pro. Did you think of a low pro? Yeah, yeah. Chilling. It's a low pro. Yeah. I'm just trying to understand what his t shirt means. <laughs> 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 oh, damn. Dude, Lex Rex, man, what's up with that? Natural law, baby. Yeah, buddy. Alright. Hermetically steals shit. Man, that's a really cool hat you have. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> that crow. What you know? Yeah. Damn, man. Where can I get one?
All right, another